be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration, with Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. And of course, if you didn't know, we are actually live on Facebook. So if you are anywhere near your computer and you wanted to see what was going on with us at the studio, we are live on Watson Immigration Law's Facebook page. And you will see that we have a fantastic guest right here. She's Kieran Dillon from Thusview. She's the fe- um, festival director of Seattle South Asian Film Festival 2016. Did I get that right? That's a mouthful, (laughs) but I got it right. Um, So we will call it for short um, SAF, SAF 2016. So if you didn't get that, SAF is going to be the Seattle South Asian Film Festival. So this show is all about immigration, and we're going to talk about Thursphere and how it relates to immigration and immigrant lives. But before I talk about that, I want to make an announcement Today is my anniversary on Desi 1250 AM. Woohoo! One year of being a radio show host. It's been an honor to be able to speak with you on a regular basis. Thank you for your love and encouragement. And I hope we have another year of successful shows. A huge thank you to Desi 1250 AM for bringing us our first South Asian 24-7 radio station. I hope you are all enjoying it. And a huge huge and incredible thank you to all the staff at Desi 1250 AM. They are just wonderful and warm, and especially my wonderful producer, Liz, that you never get to see or hear, but she keeps me on track and is just an amazing guide. So thank you so much. So today's show is fantastic. We have so much to talk about, and we have two guests, not just one. Um, so just stay tuned for that. But before, I want to make uh, another announcement about, about the entrepreneurial parole deadline coming up. So you may recall that I talk about um, immigration for entrepreneurs all the time. And uh, you may recall our recent show about the international entrepreneur rules that were proposed recently in August. And the deadline is coming up on October 17th, Monday. So make sure you get your comments in. Go to my blog so you can learn about how to put those comments, um, upload them to the Federal Register website or mail them or email them. So if you just tuned in, this is Tamina on Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Citizenship. How many of you are citizens? How many of you are thinking about citizens? And we have a fantastic citizenship story to share as well. Um, So the city of Seattle has a citizenship program and policy specialist uh, who has just joined the team, Christine Guros. And she has joined us today. Christine, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. You have some big news to share with us. Um, Please tell us what you wanted to share. Yes. Um, The city of Seattle, for the first time, is partnering with local organizations to put on a huge citizenship workshop. Um, We're calling this the New Citizen Campaign, and we're having our workshop this Saturday, October 15th, at 10 a.m. Where is it going to be? The... 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be at South Seattle College's Georgetown campus, so in South Seattle. Um, the address is 6737 Corson Avenue South, um, Seattle, Washington, 98108. And it's right near the, the First Avenue South Bridge in Georgetown. And what time um, does the event begin? Well, the, the doors will open at 10 a.m. to applicants. But we encourage anyone who's coming in as a walk-in to arrive early. Um, We're anticipating at least 250 people coming that morning. And so it would be a good idea to come early to get in line. Wow, that's a lot of people. Fantastic that you're putting this on as the city of Seattle. Um, I don't know if people will get to vote in time, but I sure sure hope they get their applications in. Um, If listeners wanted to learn a little bit more about this, where can they go? Um, they can go to the uh, City of Seattle's uh, Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs website. So that website is seattle.gov slash I-N-R affairs. So that's as if it's Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. So I-A-N-D-R affairs. Wonderful. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining us. I would love to have you on the show so we could talk about all the things that the city of Seattle is doing for immigrants. And so let's talk about dates sometime soon. But thank you so much and good luck for Saturday. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. If you just tuned in, you are listening to Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. And that was all about Citizenship Day coming up on Saturday, the 15th of October. If you want to learn more, go to seattle.gov forward slash um, I and R uh, affairs um, dot com. Sorry, affairs, uh, and you'll learn some more. So now to our guest, we have so much to talk about. And as you may know, we talk to people who are notable immigrants making an impact on immigration or immigration uh, immigrant lives. Mm-hmm. And we talk about talk to notable people making an impact uh, on immigration laws. So uh, you are a notable immigrant as well as a notable person making an impact on immigrant lives, as well as immigration from all the things you're doing. So listeners, we have at our studio, and if you're on Facebook Live now, you'll see that we have Kieran Dillon here. She's the Festival Director of SAF 2016. Before I start chatting with her, I want to introduce you to her properly. Kieran uh, started volunteering with SAF in 2009, progressing from ticket collector that first year, which remains her favorite job, uh, to director in 2015 and 16. Over the years, she has coordinated volunteers, worked on marketing and publicity efforts, managed the festival, helped with sponsorships, and performed many other roles. And before SAF, she had uh, her only exposure to South Asian films was somewhat unreal world of Bollywood. By presenting films on topics that are sometimes considered considered taboo in South Asian culture, such as the experience of the LGBTQ community, women's empowerment and sexuality. Saf has shown Kiran how the cinema can be a powerful tool to explore various personal, cultural and political issues, including immigration. Through Saf, she realized the power of activism through film. Kiran, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for having the show. I think it's such a great service to the community here in Seattle. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Well, we have so much to talk about. I'm going to dive into the questions that I want to ask you. Sure. So a lot of people know about Tasfir, but they don't know the story behind it. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Tasfir was founded by Rita Meher and Farhan Oshin in a post-9-11 world, uh, a new reality that uh, we all realized. Um, So in 2002, 
to uh, Rita herself and uh, friends had experienced many negative interactions with the local community regarding South Asians. So um, she felt at the time that there needs to be a new dialogue and people need to have better understanding of South Asians and there needs to be um, a changing of the of, of the stereotypes and, and a removal of misconceptions. So uh, they decided to create this organization and uh, initially started out with screening at the Elliott Bay Book Company, that the old uh, uh, um, spot that used to be in Pioneer Square, and it just sort of grew from that, and the community around it has just been continuously growing ever since. And um, I joined in around 2009 and, and have seen it even since that point grow even more. And I think it, it really um, uh, provides a much-needed space for that sort of dialogue and, um, and really encouraging not just the South Asian community to come and express and, um, and experience, but also really engaging with the mainstream community as well, which is one of the reasons I really love uh, working with the organization. Is it now the largest South Asian film festival in the United States? It is. It absolutely is. Uh, uh, starting the last couple of years, we... Uh, went from a three-day festival to a 10, 12, and I think this year it's actually an 11-day festival. Uh, and the other thing, not just the largest, you know, the number of films we have. Last year we had 60, this year we have 45. But it's also the most diverse. Most South Asian festivals really focus in on India. And we really try to make an effort to uh, tell the stories of the rest of South Asia as well, right? Uh, ba- Bangladesh, yeah. which is our focus country this year. Yeah, well, but Pakistan, yeah, Sri Lanka, um, Nepal, other other countries that just the stories just aren't heard as often as Indian stories. So yeah. we want to make sure we elevate those as well. Well, Bangladesh is a country where my parents are from. You know, I, right. I lived there for a while, so I am uh, extra happy and grateful <laughs> that Tasveer is highlighting Bangladesh. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's been a really so this is our second year that we've done the focus and one of the things that I love about having a country of focus at least personally for me as as an organizer and just as a member of the community is uh, becoming more engaged with some of the communities that exist that I may not have known mm-hmm. about or been familiar with. And that's just been, I think, really amazing and mm-hmm. to, to bring them into the, the Sphere family. That's fantastic. Well, mm-hmm. you have an immigrant story. Tell us very briefly about your immigration story to becoming hi- uh, a citizen. And that mm-hmm. moment that you became a citizen, what was that feeling? Yeah, so I moved here when I was nine from India, and we left because of a conflict in Punjab. I'm from India at the time. And and you know, I have had my green card for years, and it didn't. I, I didn't think it. I felt like an American once I was here. Um, there were times where I was, you know, as a teenager, you go through this conflict of, okay, am I Indian? Am I American? But you know, I resolved that over time. And and uh, last year, decided to get my citizenship, especially in time for this year's federal election. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and um, and I think I was just really surprised uh, when I was going through the the the, the interview. Um, for naturalization and then the swearing in at how much pride and excitement I felt. And actually, even when I sent in the application, uh, it was it completely caught me off guard because I just thought, well, it's it's just going to be the same. I'm just going to have a U.S. citizenship. I love a stronger passport. I can travel <laughs> easier without visas. But I was really surprised by the feeling of immense pride and, and, and belonging that I felt. That was uh, not something that I expected. And I'm really proud. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. I see my passport. It's like, yeah, I'm an American. This is great. You yeah, know? Well, Thank you for becoming a citizen and sharing your story. Your short, your story is on the K, 
KCTS 9, uh, it's Borders and Heritage. Um, it's the longer version is there on the website. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, uh, the feeling was very similar to what I felt. Yeah. And my story was published in the Seattle Times. Right. And what I will do is make sure those two links are in the blog post that follows the show. Great. So people can do, uh, you know, read about it and get inspired. Well, you know, I've I, I read your story and I, it was really nice to see that you actually had similar feeling of surprise like at that time. Where very it was much. Like, Whoa, I, I, that was unexpected. I, I had to hold back tears while <laughs> Oh, I, I, I couldn't. I just <laughs> cried. But, you know, I actually told my husband, don't come. Yeah, this is just a thing I have to do. Don't You don't have to bother coming to the ceremony. Right. But bless him, he made it to the ceremony despite right. my protests. And I'm so glad he was there. Yeah. Because it's it's a profound moment, and I actually say in my article it felt like a rebirth, mm-hmm. Absolutely. you know. And um, so, yeah. it, it going back to Tasfir and Saf, right. you have a lot of immigration stories that are shared. Uh, you know, my focus, the focus of my life and my show and everything I do is immigration. And last year you had a fantastic movie called For Hero to Go. Yes. you know, which and now I'm the advocacy consultant yes. <laughs> on actually. And we took the movie to uh, Congress recently right, to I see if we can that. change law. Yeah. What are you doing this? Yeah. Well, this year our focus is uh, a little, it's coming from a different angle. So we have two programs. Uh, one is uh, a Bangladeshi film called The Unnamed, and the other is an Indian film called Silvat. And both of them actually come at immigration from the same angle, where they tell the stories of the people who are left behind in South Asia when, um, and in both cases, the men and their families go to the Middle East as as laborers and, and um, uh, to find other employment. And um, in the case of The Unnamed, this is just an, I mean, they're both beautiful films, but The Unnamed is, I, I, just, I just love it so much. Uh, it's... Uh, it, it's uh, uh, the story of this, also this father who's trying to bring his son home in in whatever form. And you find out at the at the, at the opening of the movie that uh, his son has died. So that's no secret. I'm not giving anything away, but um, it's just an incredible story. And you just see that it's not just the immediate family that's affected, but there's this entire community that's almost uh, dependent on on these individuals, um, and also have their own hopes of somehow leveraging them or using them to to get out of South Asia themselves. Um, and, and it's really interesting because I, I went to India ages ago in 1998, and one of the things that was um, really common in all conversations, everyone wanted to know, how can we get out? How can we go abroad? And so this was, it was really interesting to see that reflected here in Bangladesh as well. Um, and this film is uh, the Bangladeshi submission for the Oscars, so that is really exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, and that's gonna, it's, it's part of our uh, symposium with the University of Washington. We have a collaboration with the UW South Asia Center. So I think it'll be a really rich discussion that uh, you will be moderating. Thank you so much so for asking me. Listeners, if you don't know, yeah. Unnamed is a fantastic movie set in Bangladesh. Right. It is in Bangla with English subtitles, and I am very honored that Tasfir has asked me to moderate the movie, and I cannot wait to do that. And I want to see people's reactions. I, while I was born in England and lived in England, there was a little time I lived in Bangladesh too, right. and it brought back a lot of memories mm-hmm. for me as well mm-hmm. uh, to see how people that very notion that let's try to do something better and right. get out of here. Right. Um, so, listeners, if you are thinking about um, going to Tasfir's SAF festival, you know, don't think about it. Just get your ticket. The website is on uh, our website, on our blog post. But would you mind sharing the website? Sure. It's www.tasvir.org, T-A-S-V-E-E-R.org. 
and you can find out about all of our programs and, and tickets there. Fantastic. I have to say, the um, the poster for it this year is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's We used, uh, we have an artist in, in Mexico uh, who is just amazing and does just, uh, we just sort of tell him, hey, this is our, our country of focus, our theme, you know, and he just comes up with these amazing creations. And this year we have, of course, Bangladesh as the inspiration, the, the flag with the, the red sun there, and of course the tiger that's, um, uh, whose stripes are actually film strips. And it's just beautiful. If you haven't checked it out, I would recommend going to the website just to see that. It's just been, fantastic. I feel like yeah. that should be a poster that's actually framed some, somewhere, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about the movies and the schedule very briefly. What can people expect? Yeah, so we opened this Friday. Um, the festival runs from October 14th this Friday through October 23rd. Uh, it, we're across many different cities, and which are all on the website. And we opened with a film called Ainabaji, uh, which is uh, also a Bangladeshi film. Film, another a fantastic dark comedy. Uh, and then there's uh, films the first weekend at SIF Film Center in Seattle Center. Uh, and then uh, we'll have the symposium on Tuesday at the UW. We have a centerpiece gala at Seattle Asian Art Museum, which is another Bangladeshi film called Ant Story, this really interesting um psychological thriller is <laughs> I think the best way to describe it. It's great. And we wrap up the festival in uh, Renton at Carco Theatre. And the, our closing night film is a really beautiful film out of India called Waiting uh, by Anu Menon. So, yeah, so there's just uh, amazing programming. And we've gotten um, developed spe- specific programs that, you know, really, I think are going to have some really rich discussions. Um, some that are close to my heart is um, there's one about uh, mental health, which is an area that is just really not talked about in the South Asian community. The director is just, it's a film called Unbroken Glass. Uh, the director, Dinesh Sabu, is going to be here. He's a really personal look at mental illness, mental health in his own family. And um, and then uh, just uh, just incredible, uh, rich programming uh, this year. I'm really proud. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> well, you tell. should be. And, you know, I cannot imagine the number of hours that it takes to bring something together like this from around the world. <laughs> to the people here trying to organize venues and volunteers and so forth. How long have you been working on this at the, you know, from the start you, you know, began planning this year's festival? Uh, the plan, so I joined on probably a, I would say, April, maybe, mm-hmm. March, April, maybe a little uh, April, May, so around the springtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once that, and Rita Meher, who's the executive director of Tisvir, I mean, just does an amazing job. I mean, she's tirelessly working on this. So she starts working on it earlier to raise funds and start building the team for the year. So it, it'll, you know, we get a, a few months off after the end of one festival before the planning for the next starts. And then just with, a you know, just an amazing group of volunteers who give up so much of their personal time and evenings and weekends and uh, help us out. I mean, it, it really is a lot of work and with just so many moving parts. But at the same time, you know, all of that hard work when it comes to the festival, you see it come together. It is totally worth it. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just an incredible. Um, it really is a festival. I mean, to me, it just it's just such a, a fun event. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you know, you're obviously doing this, spending all your personal time evenings, weekends, you name it. If you don't have spare time, you're making spare time. Mm-hmm. When you're not doing this, it would be interesting for listeners to know what you actually do to pay the bills. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a scientist by training. <laughs> so I, I, I work at uh, Fred Hutch and I study um, 
drug resistance in breast and ovarian cancers. My background is in genetics, so that's sort of uh, cancer genetics is, is my, my angle. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm a total science nerd. So working with Dysphere has been really interesting because it's helped me tap into uh, my creative side. So that's it's really kind of fun. And it's interesting how much I've taken from the festival actually to my day job as well, where, uh, I mean, I do science, but I'm also really interested in science diversity. I've helped develop programs and all of those organizational skills came from my experience with Tosphere. So, you know, we do these things for fun on the side, but they absolutely are, you know, contribute. There's there's a back and forth, you know, yeah. uh, there. Well, listeners may not know this. Uh, you recently got an award for being a fantastic scientist. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, this it was kind of a surprise. I There is for an oncology recognition day at work, and uh, I was just told to to come to this thing because they were going to recognize this organization, Hutch United, that uh, I helped co-found at, at, at Fred Hutch. You and helped co-found it? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm, again, I said I'm really interested in diversity, and so um, I wanted to promote the diver- success of underrepresented minorities, uh, immigrants, and uh, women, LGBTQ scientists um, in, in, at the Fred Hutch. And so uh, the, the director, the CEO of Fred Hutch, starts talking. I was like, I think he's talking about me. This is strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so basically I got recognized for my contributions to both science and also um, helping uh, create a different culture. At, 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 That's uh, amazing. At well, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. For Tasfir, for the community, for enriching uh, all of our lives, the immigrant community for, for sure, because we don't get to see the movies that are coming out from back home, so to speak. So mm-hmm. thank you for your dedication and your hard work and, we, and of course, all the things you're doing to save lives in your day job. Well, th- <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for creating this space. I mean, this is just amazing and, and definitely really needed and, and I think a great help to the community here. Well, thank you. I appreciate hearing that. Well, listeners, that was Kieran Dillon. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, Absolutely honored to have you here and cannot wait for Tasbir to begin on October 14th. We don't have a lot of time left um, but I do want to mention a few things um, the entrepreneur parole I'm coming back to that the deadline is Monday the 17th the 17th is the time the deadline where you can actually shape the rules that are coming out for immigrant entrepreneurs as you may know we simply do not have a path for immigrant entrepreneurs in the Im- in our immigration system that takes into account all the measures that are recognized in the startup world I have had calls from many people and a lot of people ask me is this really going to happen because we have had startup visa bill after bill after bill and none of them actually uh, transpired into law. So people are confused about whether this will actually turn into law. So what I want to actually make sure you understand is this is based on current law. So the administration is not changing the law. They are using existing law and they're just tweaking the policies so that people can utilize current policy for entrepreneurs. And what has happened is they've taken the current law and shaped some policies that they think will be best for entrepreneurs. But I want you to know that the administration, the Department of Homeland Security, they're not entrepreneurs themselves. They're doing research from reports like the Kaufman reports um, from the Small Business Administration. They don't have the real life experience 
that you as an entrepreneur, you as a venture capitalist, you as an angel investor would have. And your expertise is absolutely crucial in making sure that you tell the government how the law should be changed or amended to make sure that it becomes a really um, implementable and effective piece of policy that will indeed bring entrepreneurs to the US that will create jobs and help grow the economy. So your deadline, while it is Monday 17th, I am going to set you a deadline of Friday the 14th so that you file your comments and then go to Tasvir and make sure that you release all that stress that I put on you for making your comments. Well, we're running out of time. If you have questions about the show, about Tasvir, about immigration, about your own case, you're very welcome to contact me at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com. I want to hear all your feedback and thoughts. It's been a year that I've been on Desi 1250. Thank you, Desi. Thank you, Liz, for having me here and for giving the community an opportunity to talk about immigration in a very um, easy to understand way. We are going to have a fabulous guest next week and it's going to be a surprise guest. Uh, It might be maybe uh, about this fear. Just tune in and sign up to our blog to learn more about this. So we will be here bright and early, 10 o'clock on Tuesday next week on Desi 1250 AM. If you like the show, please do write to me. I would love to hear how this one year has gone for you um, so that I can make a improvements and bring more topics that interest you to you. So this is Tamina Watson on Immigration with Tamina on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you again to Kieran for being here. Bye-bye.